0: The I Am Independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca. Stories, advice and discussions to resource, encourage and support independent music artists. So on this week's podcast, we're talking to rapper and entrepreneur Breeze. He's a very good friend of mine and it was such an inspirational chat. It was really great to have an example of someone who's made a sustainable career and who's built business from his art. He's... Um, been able to tour the world and make music for a very long time but now he also is able to employ people through his workshops to go into schools and educate young people, showing them how to um, create and how to build confidence and how to um, write and use language to express themselves. It's really, really inspirational and it's even got us thinking even more about how to just create more avenues for our creativity so i hope you enjoy it welcome to the i am independent podcast with bianca and loretta today we have a good friend of mine in the studio he goes by the name of breeze he's a rapper educator you've got merch and designer and you tour
1: author and author guys Mm. you're in for a treat chef chef? I made that up I used to be I used to be did you really I literally just threw that out there is there anything you can't do can you dance oh yeah yeah it's got moves you know I'm gonna find something hold on can you knit no there you go
0: thank well you done. Well done. just because we were just it. might
1: have been a bit too intimidated to do the interview exactly <laughs> but welcome
0: to our podcast as, you, as we said just earlier we've been trying to do this yeah. for a while and it's great that you've, we've finally made our dates work
2: yeah man I'm so happy I've been looking forward to this for ages
0: Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thanks for swinging by oh, and brother. if you could see him he's got like this amazing fit it's like a, a tracksuit but it's got vibes everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not gonna he's know what that means vibes, no 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 he's got he's got the traditional <laughs> material just like up and through like survive
2: yeah i i was in um south africa last year mm. and I and this uh, senegalese Senegalese uh, right. designer was selling them and i was like bro yeah, i need those trimmings i need are that i need hard. that so yeah this yeah. is this is my thing in it the Ankara I know, I know. fused with the yeah. you know the Western
1: Hit him up on his Instagram and you will know. <laughs> I think one of our favourite things on the podcast is hearing artist journeys because you know two are the same, mm. um, and it's one of the only industries where there's no set way to get in it, right? No set way to progress, no set way to do things, no formula, um, and often people's roots into it are very different, mm. and often the route they thought they would go ends up being very different as well and I think your journey is is pretty incredible in what you've done starting out as an artist and where it's ended up and where you've uh, made a sustainable career so we just thought it'd be great to give you a grilling on all of that if that's all right Uh, uh, I welcome it I welcome it
0: (laughs) so tell us where you started I know a lot of your story but actually the very early days Mm. I'm hazy on because we weren't friends then
2: right so uh where would I start where would I start okay when I was young uh like
1: where are you from? Five. Where did you grow up?
2: Uh, I grew up in London and Nigeria. So okay. when I was eight years old, I moved to Nigeria. I lived there for six years. So formative years here in Lagos. Right. Um, I used to do a lot of... Uh, I used to like drawing when I was younger. Mm. And I would draw a picture and then I'd write a little story to go with the picture. So I'd always been into stories. Yeah. yeah, I'd always right. been into like storytelling. And then... I think when I was in my early teens I kind of went into like poetry and songwriting a bit more. And then when I was in Nigeria, I got into breakdancing. Okay. That was my thing. I was I got into that. That was the element. And then I, I started to listen to rap a little bit, but I didn't really take it seriously. And it wasn't until I came back to the UK and started listening to when I got my Walkman.
0: Yes, right. If Walkman. you know about the Walkmans, yeah, That's about Walkman, right?
2: Because uh, I couldn't listen to certain tunes in the kitchen
0: because <laughs>
2: right. we had the radio had where everyone was, yeah, everyone was going to hear it, years, years. and you know the swearing and that. Yeah. Mum wasn't having that, so yeah. when I had my Walkman, I could start listening to certain artists, and I was like, I really started to get into this.
1: Who were some of your like early influences back then?
2: All right, so the earliest influence was Roxanne Shante. Yeah, she was like the, uh, one of the earliest. Um, and then I used to listen to... I listened to NWA and remember thinking, I don't like these guys.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. it just,
2: it's too vulgar. I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. So I left that. <laughs> but then I, I got into... The group that really, really got me was EPMD. That was the group that got me. All Eric right. Sermon, Parrish Smith. Those guys, I just I just loved... The way they would put words together, I was like, "This is dope. I love Can't it."
0: Pretend I like to know who you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. early, no, believe, early days, early days, early we'll days. Educate her. Yes. Uh, then,
2: then, then you had other groups like a tribe called Quest, yes. De La Soul, mm. uh, Big Daddy Kane, um, LL Cool J. LL Cool J was actually who I used to study. Right. I studied how he put verses together right. and I realized oh so a verse has got to have 16 bars in it and then you do a chorus and it, you know what mm. I mean so I really studied like his whole uh, like a lot of his catalog yeah. and I realized oh this is how you put a song together um and then I started to listen to rappers from the UK um so there was uh Black Twang mm. Rodney P mm. Skinny Man Ty. Mm. uh those were the, like the four main people I used to listen to. Um, and then obviously artists like Biggie Smalls, uh, yeah. MC Light. There's yeah. so many, do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that that was kind of my, my journey into, into you know, the MCs I was listening to.
0: And then when did you start turning your stories into, well, even your poetry into rap?
2: I probably started uh, probably probably about 18-ish, around, around mm-hmm. that age. Yeah. Um, and I just, it was just, a, it was just something I just used to do, just mm. at home, uh, in school. And then I had a really good friend who would come around and I'd share some of it. And he was like, oh, I love, I love that. And then he'd want to do something. He'd, he'd start writing lyrics. And his vocabulary was ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> so he started really getting into rap as I was getting into rap. And then we'd start having battles. And obviously I would always win. <laughs> <laughs> because my sisters were judging, in it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Was it so... like I do the washing up? I do your washing up and chores. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what it was, right? Like, yeah, I just, absolutely. I used to go, I used to
2: go, I used to go. Yeah, I, I'm always winning. I'm always winning. And he would say, "Yeah," but then I speak to your sisters, and they'd be like, "They'd be like, yeah, you know, he's our brother, innit? it." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rookie, yeah, that's that's how we kind of got into. That's how we kind of got into it. And then um, I entered a competition. No, it wasn't a competition, it was like a showcase. And uh, my first rap song was called The Black Superman. And I entered it and the DJ that was uh, kind of judging it was DJ 279. And he gave me some really good feedback that day. And that was the first time I performed in front of an audience. And that's when I knew that, okay, I'm I'm all right at this. I'm pretty all right at Mm -hmm. this. And I realized I was very, I was quite an introvert Still kinda am. Um, but I was quite shy when I was younger and rapping brings you out like you yeah. have to. You can't be timid on stage. You can't yeah. have personality. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that really helped me come out of my shell a bit more. Um, mm. uh, being in college and rapping really helped me do that. So, um I kinda like realised that this was something I was good at, so I just continued with it. And before you knew it, it was like an addiction basically. Yeah.
1: Wow. Mm. So at what point did you think, I mean, clearly you started to take it more seriously then, but at what point did you think, I can make a career out of this? Because I think anybody who uh, wants to do anything creative, um, I guess there's a bit more encouragement these days, but Mm. even now, you know, people are like, okay, what's going to be your real job? Or can this really, really be a job? I had that for a long time.
2: I had that for a long time. I never actually thought that music was going to be a full-time career. Right. Mm. Um, When I was younger, I was, um, so in Nigerian households, not all, but a lot, um, parents are very big on education and getting a good career. And now it's not just getting a good career means a respectable career that they can brag about <laughs> to, to a their short list. Fra- yeah, it's a very list. short list. Do you know what I mean? You got the doctor. Yes. Uh, accountant. No, let me let me say it properly. Medical doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not just like an accountant. No, not just any doctor. <laughs> it's not just an accountant. Shattered accountant
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You know, a lawyer. <laughs> you know civil engineer, engineer you know yeah, what i mean yeah, it's you know, like any, yeah any engineer, you know. so so those were like the few that was the short list um so i had chosen to be a doctor
1: medical medical sorry <laughs> yes well done
2: so i had chosen to be a medical doctor um when i was like really young and stuff so was, that was my thing actually when i was really young like about seven i wrote a list of everything i wanted to do and it was like 12 or 15 different things in the <laughs> actor i wanted to be an author mm-hmm. scientist all sorts of things um so uh at some point uh i realized that yeah doctor wasn't gonna wasn't gonna happen um so i kind of uh, was floating around for a little bit not sure what i was going to do exactly mm-hmm. um and i started doing music obviously but it was always a side thing Right. It was always something. It was like a hobby that I really, really loved, mm. and I was really good at. And occasionally, occasionally, might get a little change. Mm. Occasionally, so I stuck with it. Um, but it wasn't until I finished uni, came out of uni.
0: So you went. To, you, you, I went to university. What did you finish?
2: I finished in. Um, I I studied mathematical studies.
0: Wow!
1: (laughs) It it found me. How can you have both bits of your brain like that? Like the creative bit. That's not fair. It it,
2: it found me in it. So I struggled through. I struggled through. uh, Got through, thank God. And then um, I was working. Actually, I was doing a music production. Actually, started learning how to do produce beats um, at a place called Raw Material. And I was doing that for a while. And then I was doing some. I was doing. I was working in a restaurant. <laughs> That's where I was doing a little bit of chefing. Ah, but I was—it yeah. wasn't—it wasn't like a proper chef. It was just Sue one of chef, these
0: Helping out.
2: It, easy chef, easy chef, isn't it? Just like easy meals, Burgos. Burgos. yeah, lasagna, <laughs> Put, chips, chip, yeah, chips, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, potatoes. yeah, exactly, Cheese. exactly, all of that stuff. <laughs> so I was
2: doing that for a little while, and then um, I said, I said to myself, no, actually, I went to Nigeria. I went to Nigeria on holiday, and my cousin. My cousin Yamozi, he was like, he heard my music, and he was like, Breeze, nah, you have to, you have to do this music thing, man. You have to do it. It's, you're good. You're good.
0: Was it Breeze back then?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Breeze. It was Breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Always breeze. It
0: was- um, i know his on. real name <laughs> it was Breeze. it was
1: okay do, okay but well, did my he have an embarrassing rapper name like
0: all right, all right. Come so on. i had Everyone's one name had before one. yeah Breeze. go on tell us tell us no we won't tell anyone Promise. <laughs> just the nation <laughs> yeah. and everyone listening go on, go
2: on. so go back on. in the day right i was called This is gonna be good i can tell it's called yes. Mac Diesel. Is it? <laughs> I can't even tell you why, you know. I can't. Even
1: tell. Mac <laughs> G- Mac Diesel. Oh, Mac it's Diesel. to do with
2: McDonald's, isn't it? Nothing to do with that. Uh, okay. But you know okay, what it was. Okay, you know. Okay. You know it was back then. You still had like the Mac Daddy, and the Mac was like a a cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. You know, and like the, Lil
1: is today. Like Lil is the, exactly. Go <laughs> Loretta. Yeah,
2: man. And then you had uh, you had the uh, uh, you know Diesel was like you know you had um, yeah Diesel was just like signified um, something hard right. you know what I mean so gotcha. it's like but smooth it's, smooth and hard It's
0: not that embarrassing you you know? yeah it's but, when, I, but word when, word. You,
2: when you when you hear it like years later you're like oh yeah, gosh yeah,
0: come yeah. on that, you, you would have had to change that at some, <laughs> at point. some
1: point it's <laughs> like when everyone first got their email addresses you know yeah. when you're like a kid oh and gosh. it's just like yeah. so bad yeah. if you haven't changed it
2: I can't believe some people don't change their email <laughs> addresses you know and they got some really yeah, disgraceful ones
0: like they're like baby G <laughs> loves you. <laughs> Unicorn Sunchild at <laughs> Yahoo.com. Yahoo. <You> know <laughs> <me? laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so, so
2: you, um your cousin
0: was like,
2: "Yep." Yeah. yeah, so he's like, Yeah, you, you got, need to you need yeah. to come over, like you're better than loads of MCs out here, blah 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 blah. So I was gassed. I was like, Oh, okay, 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 okay. And at the same time, um I was working in London and I was tired of my job. I was I was tired and I was like, the cre it drained me of my creativity. Yeah. Um around that time I was also co-hosting an event with uh, some friends called Urban Griots mm-hmm. and that was an open mic session in Brixton and we had poets, rappers, singers um come down and perform. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I've heard. So it was like it was it's like legendary. if I could describe it, it was like Love Jones, like a London Love Jones. I don't know if you've seen the movie Love mm, Jones. Yeah, yeah, they they got like a open yeah, mics. Yeah. yeah, so similar similar to that, but a London vibe. Uh, small small place in the basement in Brixton, sofas, pretty women coming in. You know the the <laughs> badu the badu raps yeah, were coming raps in, and, in and uh, you know brothers, and you know it was like it was dope. It was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that, and I I knew at that point that something had to give because I just couldn't see myself doing a nine to five full time. Mm -hmm. So I decided, uh, it was probably a few months after my cousin had made those remarks that I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to do music full time. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. And, but I had to, I had to speak to my mum first.
1: (laughs) So, so I
2: went to go and speak to her and um there's so many bits to the the puzzle that i'm missing out so I, around the same time uh or earlier a friend of mine had introduced me to doing workshops in schools okay doing uh going into schools and you know Teaching young people about poetry and rap and stuff.
1: Oh, okay, so that came. First. That came. I mean, that actually fine. came
2: first. But when they told me about that, mm. I just thought, well, "What's a workshop? I, I don't. I yeah. can't teach people. I can't teach people how to do that. I mean, I can do it for myself, but I can't teach others how mm. to do that." So I just put that to the side. Anyway, so I went to my mum and uh, I said, uh, "Mum, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my job, and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do music full time."
1: Were you behind the sofa or a shield? Exactly. You, I was, there was, a, the there was a
2: healthy distance between, yes. between us and we were in the kitchen when, it, when I said it. And it was so interesting because she was so calm <laughs> that day. That's
1: scarier, <laughs> she, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it's just like,
2: oh, hey, what's going to happen? What's going <laughs> to happen? I was like, there was nothing. She couldn't throw anything that would catch me. I knew that. I was like, yeah, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then she just said, will you be able to support yourself? And I was like, yeah, I will. I said, um, also, what I'm going to be doing um, on the side as well is I'm going to be doing workshops. <laughs> and she said, workshops? What's, what's, what's workshop? So I said, well, it's like, well, I'll be going into schools and I'll be teaching young people um, things like poetry and, and, and stuff like that. She paused for a second and she goes, like a teacher, yes, yes, <laughs> like a teacher, and and that was literally it. She was fine,
0: okay.
1: she was fine because oh, she knew that she I could, could identify. With yeah, her.
2: she was like teacher, you know, it's, it's boom,
0: kind of on the list. It's low down. It's like it's, the lower down. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's still like, respectable. If it's not this, then it's that. Yeah,
2: and and you know, Those the music thing was still, even though I was saying that's the thing I was gonna do it was still like a hobby. The teacher thing was the main thing. So she was cool. She was good with it.
0: So it's interesting. So you started on this journey, you went full time with music. Um, you didn't really start the workshops yet, though.
2: No, no, I hadn't started the workshops. So you was building so, your... Yeah, career. so at this point, I was... Um, I was, I was, Obviously, I'd started making beats. I'd started making some demos, started making a little bit of noise on, like, the, the London underground circuit, hip-hop circuit.
1: And were you producing yourself?
2: I was producing my own beats. Right. Um, and then I started to work with other producers as well, mm-hmm. so they started to make beats for me. And uh, I had a really strong... I'd say I had a strong hip-hop network. Um, mm-hmm. and started doing uh, shows, started meeting new producers, yeah. new people, promoters, and that's just how it started to, you know, bubble and, and, and start working. So I kind of built up a little bit of a reputation, and then, I can't remember exactly when, but a couple of years into it, I, I would say I found my niche. Which is? which was embracing my Nigerian heritage mm. um, because actually the story, actually the story is um, I was listening to black twang mm. on the radio. One of my favorite MCs. I just loved his like lyrical yeah. display and everything. I just thought this guy is dope. And I'd lis- I listened to him and he was being interviewed and they said he was Nigerian. And I was shocked cause I didn't know. Mm. And I was like, Rah. if I didn't know he was Nigerian, there must be people that don't know I'm Nigerian. Mm. And I don't know why that struck a chord with mm. me like it was it just became important that people knew where I was from. Right. So, it was at that point that I decided to start fusing my language, so I speak Yoruba and pidgin English. So I started fusing that into the music, into my lyrics and some of the uh, Nigerian instru- instruments as well, traditional instruments instruments the like the drum. the talking drum, yeah. the shekere, um different kind of drums i'd I get those I sample those or get musicians to come in and put that into my music to fuse it so you know i don't i don't say this out i just say it in my head that you know before afro beats <laughs> i was doing afro beats
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
2: but back then it was it was it was it was it was weird for people mm. to hear that unless you obviously knew if, if you understood Yoruba, because it's just like, well, what's 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 this? Like you just want rap, straight rap. Mm. But I was giving you something a little bit different, and it was, the sound was a little bit different, you know, lyrically. So it was a bit weird. So I felt like a bit of an outcast in yeah. in 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 the hip hop scene, and and then in the world music or in the Afrobeat world as well. I was. I was a little bit strange there as well because there's no one no one's rapping there yeah. everyone's singing there so i was a bit of an outcast in both worlds which
0: is quite good because it makes you stand out stand, yeah and it makes so, you
1: pioneer actually because that's you know, what it's all about today the fusions mm. Just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMR on YouTube or visit our website www.iamindependent.co.uk.
0: So, what, um, so I feel like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that that change is that what's helped to carve out your niche to today and the lane mm. that
1: you're in? Yes. Yeah. Did that sort of was that a pivotal sort of change? Definitely,
2: for you? definitely.
1: We talk a lot about finding your sort of why as an mm. artist. Was mm. that your moment?
2: Uh, I've had a I've had a few whys. Mm. Right. Uh, when I first started, it was just to be like the best. Mm. I, I just wanted to rep UK. Um, and I just wanted to be the best MC. That was it. And then, oh, and then my name Breeze at that time stood for bona fide rhymes exist in self. So that was the meaning of Breeze then. And then later on, I had a conversion and spiritually, I was like, yeah, there needs to be more than just trying to be the best. In fact, I almost gave up music at that point actually. So I stopped for a little while. And then when I came back, it was brother reaching each inner soul. Mm. So that was that was then. That, so that was like my second why. And then doing the education stuff, which we'll talk about, mm. that kicked in and that became another why. So there's so many different whys that kind why? of came into it. But I think the, the most important thing for me was to uh, know who I was and, you know, for... I, I want to use the word I don't want to use the word brand but I kind of like had to understand my brand yeah. and and make sure that was consistent throughout whatever I was doing.
0: No it's good that we talk about brand because I think it's something that um us, I think artists nowadays understand that branding or whatever that word means is important mm. being identifiable and being unique and but how to carry that through and how to sort of make that something that's strong and authentic, um, isn't the easiest thing. So, mm. what does branding mean to you, and how do you work that out?
2: Um, it's a lot of different things for me. It's uh, it's who people who people say you are. It's what you how you appear to people, and it's that identifiable thing mm. that you have. So, for me. Branding, it's about how I look. It's about um, a quality, a level of quality or excellence in whatever I produce. Um, so anytime time I bring something out, brand breeze is guaranteed to be a certain level of like yeah. quality. Yeah.
1: Mm. And in terms of order um, for an artist... Obviously, you've got to have the music and things that you want to say. But what what would you say is the most important thing um, or order to have for an artist in terms of knowing your does does your why shape your music or does your music shape your your why or or your message or, um, you know, in terms of those three music message Mm -hmm. and why do you think that there's. Uh, an order needs to be in, as in one helps you find the other or one influences the other or it doesn't really matter. They're sort of all intermingled in.
2: I think they're all intermingled. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's one order. Right. Yeah, let me say it like that. Because, um, you can almost say music is the most important and it's the first because let's say it's your message yeah you've got a message and then you want to do you want to do that i know or i used to listen to a lot of artists with a powerful message but their music to me was quite rubbish Oh, can I not say that? Oh, no, my bad. my bad. No, no,
1: you no, phrase no, it no. like you were going to be really tactful. Oh, and then sorry, you sorry. It sorry. With <laughs> a I, there are
2: moments where I just blurt <laughs> to it me, out. Sorry, In my
1: personal opinion, absolutely rubbish. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> where,
2: where are my manners? Um, so, so yeah, you know, you you've got a great message, but no one's trying to listen to the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful now to hear someone with a really strong message mm. and great music mm, to back it up. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what's more important? I mean, know? you
1: get the other way as well, don't you? Yeah. You dance along and oh, you're like, this is man. sick beat. And then you suddenly catch the lyrics and you're yeah. like, you're chatting rubbish. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's so a shame.
2: It's it's about, it's about getting that balance. Um, I, I had... Um, when I was in Nigeria uh, a few years ago, I was trying to promote my music out there, and uh, a lot of the music that was really blowing up, I call it shaky shaky music, right? Because <laughs> it's just it's just music to dance to. Yeah. That's, that's it, and all the lyrics, all the lyrics are the same. It's like they will they will mention a footballer, yeah. <laughs> They will mention a footballer's name. They will, they will mention um, uh, a clothing, you know, like a Gucci or, a, yeah. you know, I can't even pronounce all of these labels. Um, uh, red bottoms, some drinks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just, like, it's just like a checklist of things you should say. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. That's not me. So, but, so how do I appeal to that kind of a market?
0: Mm.
2: Again, who am I? Bring that into that world, mm. and and make it make what I do accessible to that audience without conforming right. to to what's prevalent in that in that genre. Do you know what I mean, and that was a big challenge. Yeah, it was a big challenge, but it was it was doable. It was doable, and I felt like I was onto something. I just didn't follow through, but that's that's coming. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. So you, so you built the music and and established yourself as an artist, and but then I I'm imagining that you had to make that sustainable through the workshops. Yes. By, the yeah. Pressure. Definitely. Definitely. So tell me how you turned because I think it's really important mm. for um, artists, and I I we're all learning it. I'm learning it. Just how to. I want to do music for as long as I want to do music, mm. and it's not always the music that is going to pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not, if you want to do another job, which I might ask you in a minute, like, Mm -hmm. did you do any other sorts of jobs? Um, fine. If it's something else I want to do. Um, but actually if I want, if I don't want to work a job that drains the life and soul Mm. out of me, um, how do I make that work? And you made that work by using your art to create something that helps someone else. And it'd just be great to hear that journey, Mm. um, Yeah.
2: Well, I would say, um, so I started doing the workshops, like I said, around the same, roughly about a year after I decided to do music full time. So I did, um, I joined an organisation called Apples and Snakes, who were sending poets into schools. So that's where I kind of got my first bit of training. And I remember seeing an artist do something in a school with young children. And he did the workshop. And I was like, "Is that it? I can do that. <laughs> I could do that." <laughs> do you know what I mean? So um, I learned how to do it. I learned a few tricks. Um, created, you know, my own thing. I had my own lyrics and
0: no, no. Like, break down what you do, wouldn't mean when you create your own thing. You use okay, your music, I and mean, right. what do you teach? What do you even teach? Okay, kids?
2: right. So the one of the things, the first thing you would do is you would uh, perform. Mm-hmm. So that in of itself inspires mm-hmm. people. So you you're demonstrating. This is what you can do with words, and actually, right.
1: kids are a hard audience, aren't they? Oh, man. It's a great they're, testing ground for your gr- music. What? They they're great. So they just
2: look at you like this. It'll just be like, you can see the expressions, everything. They'll they'll let you know, or they'll be like, oh, you're better. You're not better than Stormzy, or they'll tell you straight, like you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, so performance and then different exercises. So you know, I'll do different exercises to bring out their creativity to loosen them up physically warm their vocals up um get them thinking differently Mm. uh, and then come up with a few writing exercises as well Mm. and just show them the different elements that go into creating a piece of writing whether it's a poem whether it's a song whether it's a rap song and they'll test it out we'll talk we'll have discussions on different topics come up with like keywords rhymes mm. um, and, and just different little tricks because the the trick is to not make uh, children feel like they're learning, mm. like we're just having fun. Mm. yeah So that was one of the a very big thing for me. Like I just want to make learning fun and, you know, come up with different exercises where they're getting it without realizing that they're learning something mm. and then apply it and then perform. And the whole process, the whole process does so much to their self-esteem. Like it really, like, because they start doing things, they start saying things and writing things that they didn't think they could. Mm -hmm. And then when they perform it and they get that validation from the class and friends, and they go, wow, that was really good. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Wow, I like that line where you said Mm -hmm. da-da-da-da-da-da. It just it just boosts you know their, their confidence and they feel like right wow, i want to do this again and you know i want to write and i have teachers always saying uh john doesn't write more than like three lines and you got him to write a whole page
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i'm like it's because you know so he, you know i was able to tap into something that he was interested in yeah. and use that that's like a key like if you yeah. can tap into something a young person's interested in and then use that to bring them around to what you want them to be interested in. Mm. It works a lot easier sometimes that way.
1: I mean, I can see that they would absolutely love it, but yeah. how about you as an artist? Did mm. you were you surprised at how much you enjoyed it and how has the workshop element of what you you do served your artistry? Oh man,
2: it like I think when I first started doing it <sighs> The biggest, th- it, it meant so much to me because when I started performing, I was, I was, I just found my niche, like I'd said, right? So when I'm performing in schools, I'm, I might be in a school, might be in a, a whole assembly, uh, 200 children, and there are like 10 black children scattered in the audience. And then I start doing one of my songs that has Yoruba words in there and I start rapping, and they hear it, if you see their expressions, it's almost as if they were like comatose before and they just went whoosh and woke up and their face just changed and it was like, what, what, you're so cool and you're just like me and are we all from where I'm from? And you just see the expressions on their face and the joy and that just meant so much Mm -hmm. to me so much and i just realized that right this is important you know this is so important this is this is something that i didn't have that i was i didn't know i was looking for when i was in school when i was Mm -hmm. growing up here i didn't know i was looking for that and it's there and they can see it so i realized that was important that that was one and then the other thing was i realized that this music thing is powerful and it's not it's not just for like grown-ups Mm. It's for young people. Young people listen are listening to music all the time, and I learnt how to how to speak to young people better, how to connect with them better, and how my music could, you know, apply to them as well. Like they just they kind of shaped the workshop, shaped my music. My music in uh, helped the workshops as well.
0: Mm. Um, did you find it tricky balancing your personal artistry yeah, with workshop do you yeah, see, is it yeah, still yeah. a thing or yeah. have you got a well now?
2: for a long time a long time the um the workshop started to take over because mm. it was a lot of work it was actually a lot of work so um f- i realized after a, f- a few years i wasn't writing as much mm. i was just using old material old material old material but i was going to different schools so it didn't it didn't matter and um, I was doing... Uh, I was touring with um, a musician called Omar Sosa. He's an uh, African-Cuban uh, pianist. Mm. And uh, we went on a world tour. It was absolutely amazing. And the reason why he actually requested me is because he heard that I rapped in English and Yoruba. Wow. Mm. And in Brazil, a lot of parts of Brazil, yeah, they speak easy, Yoruba yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, the Yoruba they speak there is... Uh, an older version of Yoruba.
0: It's because um, um, there's kind of the ports where um, slaves came in. Exactly. There, so there's yeah.
2: So they st- they still speak it. There. So when they when they're speaking, there are bits that I can hear, but I can't hear understand everything. Right. And I think likewise when I'm speaking as well. So that was that was beautiful. So we were touring, and that was kind of like that kind of balanced things out so that kept my artistry alive Mm. around around that time um and then uh the tour it was funny actually the tour finished and i went onto the web their website and i i looked at the dates like future dates to see when we were touring next, cause we'd, we'd just gone to Japan, Belgium, Guadeloupe. Like I was feeling like the man. And I was just like, yeah, world tour. And uh, I, me- I remember when we left there, uh, I think we did a gig in Belgium or France and it was like 10,000 people. That was the biggest audience wow. I'd ever performed mm-hmm. in front of. And I was on the plane back and I was just like, do you know that nobody in London knows where I've been? Wow. Nobody in in the world of MTV, knows where i've been what i've been doing nobody in all the magazines no one's going to report this but i've done it so it doesn't actually matter whether you're in this the limelight or do you know what i mean yeah. it's like can you actually do this thing for a, a living mm. and and that was actually me living it without all the you know accolades or the, or the yes or the because light i think we think
0: you. that we need like in order to do those big stages? We need the hype machine. Yes, but actually, there, they you can build your career, or there can be opportunities that come that has actually got nothing to do with. Social media, mm. all exactly. all sort of thing yeah. You're doing yeah. the job, yeah. and you're being and paid, you and paid. You're Doing yeah. the
1: work, and you're being. And anised. you know what's ironic is when it appears that someone's really doing. Oh, they're doing right. so well, aren't they? And then you look, and there's three followers, or yeah. or you know, then then people aren't turning up to shows, or they're they're not gigging at all. Yeah. Even. Or or
2: or it looks really really good, and they're flexing on yeah, the gram. on the gram. But uh, they're not getting paid. Yeah. yeah. So there's so many yeah. different things, but so for me that was that was so huge, and then. Um, the tour finished and then I went online I was like okay we've got a few weeks off where are we going next and I went onto the website and I saw all these dates in the States and I was like fam man has made it (laughs) it's about to go down so I told I told the agency I said listen for the next month don't don't give me any workshops please ooh, ooh. I, I can just feel like this just
1: not going in a I'm going to be
2: touring <laughs> okay so you know I'll, I'll let you know when I'm Jeez. back <laughs> I laid down on my sofa and I just waited for the phone to ring <laughs> one day two days three days one week I was like okay this is getting bad what's going on because the dates are near the dates are near it's like it's like about a week away and you haven't even confirmed mm. so I go back onto the website again and I look at the dates it was the previous year <gasps> so all those dates I thought I'd seen they were like for the year before no. so the, the tour was over that was it There's was nothing
1: that's still better than what I was thinking. I was thinking oh, like that they have got someone else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, got
2: you. yeah. That would have been harsh as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a good lesson too. It was you know, a very good because lesson. Because that's
0: our life as well. Like, there's very few things that are going to be, it's, we're not only doing nine to five jobs, so it's not yeah. going to be like, I'm in this job for the foreseeable. Nothing's yes, guaranteed. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's, it's very seasonal, exactly. our work is.
2: So around that time, um, I started reading this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Big book. <laughs> that book, Changed everything for Mm. me it absolutely changed everything because when I read that I was like I need ownership need there needs to be ownership that's key I need uh ownership something to pass on to my children and that's when I set up student of life
0: right that's when
2: I thought all right I need I need my thing and I want to do it in my way I want to do my projects um and take that to schools um, in, in, you know, projects that no one's maybe thinking of. Mm. I want to be able to do that. I want to start writing books. So that's when it started, and it all came from me reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like when everything just shifted more into that entrepreneurial into, Yeah, it yeah. really, I really became. I became like I say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a part time artist, but a full time creative. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always creating, but. Like, I'm I'm not the best artist to ask advice from because I'm not in it hundred percent every day 24/ 7 like I'm getting to that stage mm-hmm. now again um but I'm just like I'm like business and and music like I juggle both and that's
0: cool because we were talking to Abby Morrow and the thing and she's talking about her portfolio career and she does a lot of teaching and she does a lot of collaborations with other disciplines and she's an artist and she doesn't feel the need to put music out all the time and mm. just to be on that treadmill because she does a lot of things. Yeah. And do you feel similar? Like you, you, you're on a creative journey and music is probably the the anchor point of it of, 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 or the why for a lot mm. of the other things, but you're doing other things that are equally as fulfilling Yeah. and are building the breeze empire. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no, definitely. Because the one of the things I realised is I get joy I used it used to be that it was just music that gave me that joy and that fulfilment mm. and being on stages and, and writing bars and then I realised I love working in schools, I love working with young people, with teenagers, with you know, seven year olds, eight year olds and it's like there's so much energy that is exchanged mm. and there's so much learning that takes place um, I became a better MC as a result of of working uh, in schools and just mm. taking. I think what I realized is that you know what I do is bigger than just rapping, or it's just it's bigger than just making a tune and then a DJ playing it. It's bigger than that. I'm a I'm a writer. Mm. I'm a I'm an MC, a compare. So I can I can host weddings. I can um host events. I can write articles, I can write books, I can do you know what I mean? I can I can write plays. I've done some um script writing. So there were so many avenues and they're all creative expressions. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought, you know, as a rapper that was that was it.
0: Yeah, there's that purist mentality. Yeah. There?
2: But there's so many when you really break down the elements, the core elements, there's so many ways it can go and you know i won't lie sometimes i i go oh, why 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 do i have all of these different like outlets or different mediums to explore like why can't i can't just stick to the to the music or to rapping because sometimes i feel like if i did it would be a it would be a different story but then i wouldn't have the story that i have now mm-hmm. so it's it's you know i i've learned to just just be grateful I can do this and um, you know not have to go you know back to working for someone else in that sense and then you know that I've been able to be creative and create like a career for myself
1: yeah
0: and don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide is specially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful practical and inspirational resources
1: sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk for more great content from I Am Independent find us on social media at we are independent artists check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists search we love independent music